Hi everyone, I'm Dee. And I'm Alex. And together we're DNA. And you're listening to the DNA of Mindful Relationships podcast. It's easy to be romantic when you're dating. And it's also easy to be romantic when you propose. But how do you keep the romance going when you've been in a relationship for years? That's a really good question. Let's find out in this episode called Keeping the Romance Alive. I remember growing up as a teenager and being so focused on being romantic. Now, that may have come from watching movies and TV shows and and being focused on these big, um, big <laughs> gestures of oh. grandeur, I think you'd call it, mm-hmm. and, and thinking, well, I want to be able to do that. And, you know, you watch shows like Pretty Woman and you, you see the way uh, romance is portrayed on the big screen and you think, wow, I'd like to be able to do that uh, somehow when I'm older and having a relationship. Um, but, you know, uh, is, that, is that realistic? Do you mean things like skywriting, I love you, will you marry me? Yeah, I did think sky. about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that would have been really cool. Um, you know, and I remember going on dates and trying to do things that were just a little bit different. Oh, give us some examples. What did you actually do? Well, look, I, I remember driving down to the beach one time with a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Not alone. And uh, this was probably back in the 90s or something, not long after mobile phones became a thing, and just uh, calling and ordering pizza to be delivered to us in the car, in the car park at before the Before Uber Eats. <laughs> Way before <laughs> Uber Eats. Yep. So, you know, those sorts of things that you just go, this will leave a lasting impression. Now, uh, let me ask you, was your partner at the time was she impressed i think so did it work well it worked in the moment (laughs) yeah it worked that night um too much information but i think it it's it's really about okay well you know what what is romance what is the purpose of romance um you know it's it's nice to espouse to to be able to be romantic but but what purpose does romance actually serve uh, between two people? Mm. And I think it's more about um, trying to elicit a feeling in another person that says, I'm worth the effort, you know, that I've put the time in to prepare and plan something uh, that shows that, you know, I've given a lot of thought to this. It wasn't just mm. something off the top of my head and I just did it or I just, um, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like when it's Father's Day. You know, getting a card or something that's been handmade from my kids is much better than just getting a, a, something that's bought, you know, mm. from the store. Because behind it, you know that they've thought about you it's not just a, a empty gesture. Yeah. And they've put some time and effort into it. Exactly. 
And I think that's probably what romance is. It's about that someone's bothered to put the time and the effort into thinking, planning, and then delivering an experience of some sort. So it's interesting because you mentioned um, the shows we used to watch and the thing that came to mind was Happy Days <laughs> for some reason for me. Hey. Like, hey, Fonzie. Um, growing up, I used to watch a lot of TV, mind you, but Happy Days came to mind because there were – it was teenagers courting other teenagers and one of the things that – occurred to me was that the romance all came from the men. So the expectation of romance all came from the men's perspective. So that's how I grew up seeing that men should be romantic and women should be uh, receptive to now, the romance. Now, I'm, I'm not sure where you got the idea of romance from happy days. I just remember <laughs> Fonzie clicking his fingers and the Hooper triplets come running to him. Yeah, that's a different type of romance. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but Fonzie doesn't count because he had superpowers beyond all the other guys. But I was just thinking a teenager, you know, I was, a, you know, uh, early in my early teens watching that and that that's where you learn a lot of things about romance and how to be, you know, a boy and a girl in this world. Um, but it's interesting that, it occurred to me that it, the romance was really uh, the responsibility of the guy. Yeah. And I, I look, I remember being at school. <laughs> I do remember being at school. <laughs> and um, selling love potion to my cohort at school. What? Yeah, yeah. I was probably, I think it was probably grade five. And I took some of my father's Old Spice and Brute 33 and talcum powder <laughs> and <laughs> shook it all up in some <laughs> jar and took it to school and sold it to the kids as Love Potion. Can I ask, did you call it Love Potion I, number nine? Well, it was Love Potion number eight. Okay. <laughs> Hadn't quite got there yet. Sounds more like a snake oil salesman to I me. I think so. I think so. But it was all about... You know, that there was something magical about something that you could create, um, you know, that, that took you some way towards uh, a successful experience with, a, with another person. So, that was probably my earliest recollections of it. But, you know, as you grow up and, you know, life becomes a bit more real and you think, okay, well, it was nice Valentine's Day, you might give a rose to someone you might write a, um, a secret card or something. You know, you might you might do these little gestures. But, uh, you know, when you become an adult, what role does romance play? So let's start with the dating experience. You know, as an adult, you might meet someone nowadays on Tinder or a dating app. So... Is there room to be romantic in those environments or is that actually creepy if you met someone on Tinder and they turned up with a bunch of flowers or a rose? Well, this is interesting. I've had this discussion with my single um, girlfriends. If a guy is highly romantic from the get-go but you're not that attracted to him, it feels a bit creepy. Mm. But if a guy is romantic and you're attracted to him, it feels romantic. <laughs> So, uh, sorry guys, it's it's almost like you can't win. But 
you know, romance is uh, something that both people need to feel comfortable with. If it's one-sided, is it romantic? Yeah, so it's really contextual because, you know, giving a bunch of flowers to the right person at the right time is lovely. Maybe bringing a bunch of flowers on your first date to someone might appear Mm. a little bit too eager. You've just reminded me I had a Valentine's card that was uh, left in my pigeonhole at work many, many years ago and it was an anonymous one. But it made me feel a bit uneasy because I thought, who is writing me a card? I work with them. It just felt weird. And it it was a very romantic, it wasn't like a friendly Valentine's Day card that sometimes, you know, you hear about. But it just made me feel uncomfortable. So tell us about, let's move on to how do we keep it alive as adults that have, you know, been in the relationship for a little while. And how do we keep it going? Is it just for the beginning of a relationship? Yeah, and that's a good question is that, you know, some people would consider themselves naturally romantics and other people's not so much. I thought you were a new romantic. I am a new romantic. I'm like Spandau Ballet. (laughs) Um, Gold. (laughs) I'm gold. Um, So... Yeah, I think if you are a naturally romantic person, I don't think it really takes much effort. I think it just it becomes intertwined into your DNA. You know, so everything from the dating process right through to, you know, establishing that relationship and then ongoing is probably there'll be an element of romance probably pervading that. Whereas if you're not naturally a romantic person then it becomes like a um what was that movie roxanne (laughs) you know where you're basically being fed lines to you know try and be romantic under a contrived situation so i think romance has to be somehow contextual with the sort of person that you are naturally okay so can you learn to be romantic well i think you can see modeling of what romance is Mm. but uh, I think it's got to feel right for you to be that way inclined so you know someone who does big bold gestures um, in everything they do in life probably Mm. makes sense to go and hire a plane and do some sky riding but you know if you're you know your regular type of accountant type person who just does his normal daily thing not really a romantic, more a pragmatic Hmm. sort of person, then maybe romance for you might simply be a nice meal out with your partner, you know, Hmm. or something. So I think it's it's really environmental and contextual. So what are the elements or qualities of an action that makes it romantic? So going out for dinner, let's say we go out for dinner once every few weeks. Mm Mm-hmm. Not these um, days. <laughs> not these days because we're in lockdown in Melbourne. But let's say we regularly go out every every two weeks or three weeks. Is it always romantic? Just the Babe, act of going out for with dinner? with you, it's always romantic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's sweet. You say the sweetest things. But what are the elements that make it romantic? Well, again, I think it's about effort. So if 
we ignore our mobile phones and we ignore distractions and we're just focused on each other. Mm. Again, it doesn't have to be, you know, a quartet playing in the corner. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to be fireworks going off outside. It's really about the effort that you put into the other person. I I like that. It it doesn't require a lot of time and money to set up like some... Um, grand romantic gestures do, but you're saying just focusing on the other completely, yeah. well, 100%. Focusing absolutely. on you too, and uh, you know, and I don't mean Bono, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying that, um, you know, sometimes you want to do something that's a little bit, you know, special. You might, um, you know, have a night out at a gold class theatre and, you know, and go and, and do something, have a beautiful dinner and all of that. And that's romantic. Mm. But just as simple could be putting together a picnic basket and going and sitting in the park together, you know, with some uh, champagne. And, you know, it's quite simple, can be easily done, but it's the thought and the effort behind it saying, I value my time with you and mm. I want to show you that you're important to me. Now, it's interesting because what's romantic to you may be not as romantic for me. So knowing what your partner likes or dislikes is really important. I think so. And I think as we've explored previously that, you know, people have different love languages that and how many are there, Alex? I believe there's five. Yes. Yes. You remembered. <laughs> I told you, I think last time it was uh, French, Spanish. <laughs> no? Now, let's just quickly go over them. So, there's five love languages. Mm-hmm. Uh, acts of service, acts of touch, quality time, gifts or gift giving and words of affirmation. But yeah. please continue. <laughs> so... I think, you know, reaching a person and connecting with them in a way that's meaningful to them, in a mm. way that they uh, would respond to is really important. And I think that's knowing a person and understanding them. Yep. And you, that comes about from actually taking the effort to get to understand who they are. Now, can I give an example of our, um, I think it was, was it your birthday or was it Valentine's Day soon after we met? I think it was Valentine's Day. Soon after we met, so I wrote what I thought was a very romantic card and I wrote poetry in there. And it's interesting because that comes under words of affirmation. I I was just saying things like, you know, really it's been lovely to meet with you and, um, you know, it's uh, looking forward to this journey that, you know, we're on together and looking forward to more time together, all of that kind of thing. And... It's interesting that I don't think I've received a similar sort of card from you. Um, and I, I think I mentioned this to you, that that would be nice to get. But you're not, that's not how you express, you know, your romance or your love. And you do it in different ways. But I think it's important to examine, for me, I think those words in a card are important. That's why I did that and I gave it to you but I didn't realize for you it wasn't it was nice but it wasn't a big deal does that make sense it does make sense okay well with your birthday coming up soon I will take that (laughs) under advisement (laughs) Um, look for me it's more about spending the time with you and but that's your love language yeah but I think uh, 
but your love language, I understand it's words of affirmation, but it's and other things. And <laughs> he's forgotten. <laughs> and also it's um, acts of service. You know, when I need help with something and I ask, you know, and you can't read my mind, so often I'll reach out and say, can you help me with something? That to me feels very loving. A very loving and supportive thing to do. Could you get something off the top shelf for me? <laughs> I love you. Exactly. Um, yeah, so look, I think it's about trying to work with each other in terms of how you want to feel appreciated and making sure the other person gets to understand that. Um, you know, I think when we were dating, um, you know, we would try... Um, experiences i think for me experiences are really important because they then create memories you know because that involves quality time actually spending time with someone in a new experience yeah Yeah. and i i like to try and experience that creates a memory that is beyond just that moment so it's fun and it's interesting at that particular time but it's something that you can then look back fondly on um, you know, having a box of chocolates, you may not remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Your thighs would. Yeah, unless it was a really good box of chocolates. <laughs> so things like that are important to me hmm. where I can create um, an experience for us. Um, so and we've had many of those now. We have. So my next question to you, Alex, was going to be, um, how can we create more romantic gestures on a day-to-day basis? Or week to week. It doesn't have to be daily, but what are some ways we can do that? It's a really good question. Thank and you. the point I would make before that is, uh, you know, in, in thinking about this particular topic, it's very easy to think about those very big gestures. And I would say that, you know, they're nice, but they're not something that's going to necessarily be sustainable and they're not something that helps to knit the fabric of your relationship. I think it's the Mm. day-to-day things that you can do for each other that actually keeps the romance alive. And so in answering your question, I would talk about the, the tone that, you know, you communicate to each other on. So... You know, it's, are you playful? You know, Mm. is there a sense of fun in your day-to-day? You know, do you make jokes about things together that you both have shared kind of sense of humour about the day-to-day experiences Mm -hmm. that you share? Um, And that includes being able to laugh, laugh at yourself, not just laugh at the other's expense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's about, you know, just the simple things. When you're cooking in the kitchen, do you cook together? Do you make that a romantic um, thing? Do you, um, you know, do you uh, give praise to the other person when they've created a great meal? You say thank you for the meal. Yes. If someone's lovingly prepared it for you. Yeah. Do you not? take them for granted i think you you know that's really Mm. the gist of it do you try and find ways to connect many times a day in micro ways 
not microwaves, mm. in micro ways rather than trying to make this one big connection, you know, every few months. <laughs> I like that, micro romance. Yeah, and I think that's everything from, you know, just brushing past each other and maybe giving each other a little touch or, um, you know, coming up from behind and maybe giving a hug to someone, um, you know, just while you're doing the, the every day. I think those are the things that keep it going, you know. And the other area I think that um, is really important to me, and I know I've brought this up with you before, is greetings. Like how do you say hello and goodbye to each other? Do I say hello just, and goodbye. Do you just wave from a distance and say, bye, I'm going? Well, I'm socially distancing at the moment. Or do you make a point of, you know, it's a, it's a point of uh, connection and reconnection and it's an opportunity to either doing it in a loving way or to do it in a more distant, cold way. So this is something I did discuss with Alex not long ago. And is it okay if I bring this up? Sure. Yeah, good. And what I suggested was I actually started going back to work not long ago. So I was leaving the house after a long period of lockdown where we were working together from home. Not working together, working from home, but together. <laughs> I confused myself. Anyway, I was going back to work and I just noticed that when I was coming home at the end of the day, Alex was sitting down. He was relaxing by that point um, after he's finished his work and he had his legs up and he was relaxing and I thought, wouldn't it be nice if we actually physically greeted each other, stood up, gave each other a hug and a kiss and just have that moment of reconnection before we got on with our evenings. And I spoke to him about it and we had quite a long discussion about it. And in the end, I was right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not about being right. In the end, I think we found an, a happy medium where I feel like we do connect um, when I come back home because Alex works from home. So he's not the one leaving and coming back. It's often me. And I feel acknowledged and... Um, you know, greeted in a, in a loving way. Not that he it was wasn't loving before. It just felt a bit distant. That's all. So, I I really believe those little rituals that you have in your relationship, and they're unique to everybody. How you say hello and goodbye, um, how you are around friends as a couple. Do you do your own thing, or do you connect physically and then? disconnect and then reconnect you know in a, at a party or a picnic or a gathering these are the little romantic gestures that I think I like your term of micro romance I'm going to steal that mm. in my couples therapy <laughs> excellent those are small gestures <laughs> um, I think it's important to um, also think about okay so if you've got kids you know maybe does that change things so you know, some of the tactics there would be to include having date nights where you can actually be out of the house, out of the, um, you know, the requirement to be a parent all the time and be able to just have that couple time where you actually get to reconnect outside of the home environment. And you don't need to have kids to be able to do that. Sometimes it's nice just to change the environment that you're mm. in. Even if you're a couple in a house, sometimes the house itself can become um, you know the basis for 
a routine of sorts. So sometimes you really need to shift things and that could mean going... Shake up the routine a bit. Yeah, yeah, either going for a drive, going somewhere that you can go. And I understand that's obviously been difficult during lockdown, um, but even just going for a walk outside and having that time away from the usual distractions like TV and whatever is a chance just for you to have that quality time together. Mm. Yeah, and look, I think date night has become um, a regular thing that a lot of couples just incorporate into their relationship. I mean, they even made a movie about it. And, um, you know, it used to be a, a regular kind of homework strategy that us couples therapists would would um, give as a, as a strategy. But there's no reason why you can't create a regular date night. And it doesn't have to be weekly necessarily. It could be once a month, you know, if you have to organise babysitters and things like that. Um, and it's a chance just to, it doesn't have to be anything elaborate. It doesn't have to be movie and hotel and, um, you know, dinner. That can become so expensive and off-putting. It could be uh, just time alone to go for a walk or a drive or go somewhere overnight, you know, somewhere special. And I think more than spending a ton of money, it more revolves around some creativity. And I get back to that whole thing about effort. So, for instance, you could have a night where you both dress up in your finest. You get out your best bone china and you order Uber Eats. Mm. So you get the food conveniently delivered but you dressing to have an experience together. Little simple things like that don't require anything more than what you would do ordering Uber Eats and eating out of a you know, mm. polystyrene thing. But you're actually making an effort to say, the time that we're spending together I value. Let's create an experience for us to have a memory on. Yeah. And how can you incorporate romance in regular activities? Such as? Well, you gave an example of, you know, uh, cooking dinner mm -hmm. or being in the kitchen. Um, I just, I worry that with couples, it's like they function, they get their tasks done, their parents, you know, they've got things to do, chores to complete. And then they think, oh, what about romance? What about couple time? Oh, let's do that in the bedroom and that pretty much um, comes down to the sexual activity. Do you think it's something that should be incorporated throughout the day? Absolutely. I think, you know, if, if, you're, if you're both working separately, that's fine. Sometimes it's nice just to send a text message to the other person, just say, hey, I'm thinking of you. When they come home, um, you know, turn that into an experience as well. But basically... Foreplay starts from the moment you wake up in the morning, mm. right? So it, it really is about creating a feeling between the two of you that can be, um, you know, that you feel connected throughout the day even though you might be in very separate places. And I think that's, that's really the key here is keeping the connection going. And romance is just another way of saying staying connected mm. um you've just reminded me of um another couple of things that i think are important 
and I would put them under the micro-romance uh, category. And the first one is compliments. Now, we don't want empty compliments of, oh, you're amazing, you're fantastic, and that's doesn't have a lot of substance to it. But a genuine compliment, like the way you cooked the steak tonight was just perfect. I loved it. You know, you're really good at cooking steak. That's we, very are we specific. Steak tonight? No, yeah. no, I don't know why I gave that example. <laughs> but it is hard to cook a good steak, so that's why. So a very specific compliment. You look amazing in those jeans. Um, that's very specific. Or I love the way you've put everything together today. Like you look, you look really handsome or gorgeous or whatever. So don't forget to give compliments. Give positive comments to your partner as well because that kind of just um, creates that spark between you. The other one that I thought of was sometimes it's good to let your partner know that you feel grateful um, ab about their existence, about their part in your life and to share now and again the things that you feel grateful for. Like you might feel uh, some gratitude that your partner is actually quite thoughtful and um, does nice things for you. For example, I know... The other night, um, I was sitting outside uh, outside on the back deck and all of a sudden the music started and I thought, how lovely that um, either Alex was being thoughtful and considerate or, or Google was malfunctioning. <laughs> or Google thought, oh, I'll just put on some romantic music for her and it was just a lovely gesture. So feeling very grateful that, that you are considerate in that way. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I think really all we're saying is it's about incorporating romance into every part of your day. It really shouldn't be something separate that you lock up and keep till, you know, sexy Valentine's time day. at night or, or <laughs> Valentine's can't Day. I believe you said that. Yeah. Well, you know, I think a lot of people do. They consider that's romance, just yeah. saying, what about it? Well, Romance is not for Valentine's Day and birthdays alone. It, it really, what you're saying is it needs to be part of our everyday existence. Yeah. And to incorporate it in small ways and sometimes big ways, but mostly just in your small everyday existence, um, in your routines, little gestures to say, I'm thinking of you, I care about you and you matter to me. Yeah, and I think, you know, for Dee and I have discussed this a few times, that rather than having um, gifts or things like that that happen on a periodic basis, that they happen because they're genuine, inspired and authentic, you know. So it's not about having uh, a bunch of flowers on order once a month that gets sent to the house. It's about... Um, just feeling like that's what I want to do today um, and then following mm. through on that. And I think that's really, if you've got that connection all the time, then those kind of impulses just happen naturally. And having said that, it is my birthday in a couple of weeks, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> I'm feeling naturally impulsive in, <laughs> in a few weeks. Excellent. All right. Well, I think um, we've covered romance. Um, it just, you know, go and think about how romance can be incorporated into your life. 
you know, mm. on a daily basis, a weekly basis, on special occasions. Find a way, but make it real and make it count. Uh, it shouldn't be contrived. So romance is not a one-off act. It's a doing word. It's an action that should be incorporated into your relationship on an ongoing basis. Is a romance so keep a doing, doing it. word? It's a doing word. Well, it's a verb. Romance. Yeah, romancing. Oh, I see. We're romancing the stone. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, that's it from us this time. Keep the romance alive and feel free to let us know some of your tips for keeping the romance alive in your relationship. We'd love to hear from you. But that's it from us. It's goodbye from D. And goodbye from A. Stay mindful and we'll catch you next time. If you like this episode, then please consider subscribing to find out whenever a new episode drops. You can do that on Apple Podcasts. That's a little purple button on your iPhone iTunes or Stitcher. You can, of course, go to our website at www.thednaofmindfulrelationships.com or our Facebook page, where you can like us and share our show with your friends. Send us an email to info at thednaofmindfulrelationships.com and ask us questions or give us feedback or maybe suggest some ideas for some upcoming shows. We look forward to catching you next time and until then, stay mindful. Stay mindful.